Hi there and welcome to the fifth row in the Get Fit by Rowing series. Now, depending on how you're doing this series, this could be the beginning of week two, or it could be somewhere in the middle of week three. Who knows how you're doing it? In fact, let me know in the comments how you're doing this, how many sessions a week you're doing. Now, today's row is gonna be 10 minutes, three times, with 45 seconds rest in between at a low intensity. So we're back down to that 60 to 70% heart rate, that kind of UT2-ish area. If you wanna look at pace, then that means around about 2k plus 18 to 20 at 20 strokes per minute okay so this is an intensity where you can feel your heart rate has come up a little bit your breathing rate has come up a little bit but it doesn't feel hard okay you can hold a conversation um, it never feels as though you're really pushing yourself and this is what develops your blood system okay this is what develops that real core fitness that you really need the foundation fitness that you really need so please understand how important these rows are and um, i'll oversell them until the end of time um so uh, we have to get into a four minute warm up as always, just to make sure our body is moving okay. So uh, you have to set up your machine first. Now on a, obviously on a water rower, my tank is already filled with water, so there's not much I can do there. But if you're on a Concept 2 or something that you can adjust the resistance or whatever you have, please set it to where you want it to be. On a Concept 2, that's drag factor. If you don't know anything about drag factor, just set your lever between four or five, and then watch the video I have on this channel about drag factor, and I'll tell you what it is. Uh, next up, if you can set your monitor to eye height, so you're not looking up and not looking down, and then go to your foot straps and adjust them so that you can come into the front of the machine with your shins in a vertical position comfortably, okay? Um, if you're set too high, you can get a little bit bound up there. If you're set too low, you can go scooting straight past. A little bit hard to tell if you're not completely warmed up and limber yet, of course, but hopefully you know your machine and where you need to set your foot plates already, okay? So, Forming up warm up, I'm gonna do around about 20 strokes a minute and I just want you to think about putting enough of a push from your feet to get your body moving and we'll worry about intensity as we go through the warm up, okay? So here we go then, in three, two, one, let's go. So, it's, I've said before, it's kind of the same as if you were just standing up from a squat. It's really all you wanna start these warm ups at. And then you can think about your body position for the first minute, then you can think about intensity. So, body position-wise, that means coming into the front of the machine with straight arms and a forwards tilt towards the front of the machine. And that tilt is important, so you've got a good posture that you just tilt over your hips towards the front of the machine. Hold those arms nice and straight as you push with your legs. And then, only when you're halfway through the stroke do you lean your back or tilt your back from that front to the back and then follow by pulling in with your arms. Right, so we're a minute in and with that very <laughs> quick overview of the stroke, you can add a bit more of a push from your legs if you wish to increase the intensity, not too fast. Again, today's supposed to be a nice low intensity workout, so if you have a 2K training time, you wanna be around about 18 to 20 seconds slower than your 2K time trial average. That's what 2K training time is. And then in 20 seconds time, we'll do some drill work, but of course, you can continue to row if you just want to get nice and warm. But today's not that intense a session, so you shouldn't really need to. 
Okay. One more here. Let's take one foot out the straps, put it on the floor, move your water bottle out of the way, and continue rowing. So you've got one leg strapped in, and so you can concentrate on a good push from that leg, but you can also think about your back angles, that forwards tilt and the back tilt. Much easier to get those angles right when you've only got one leg strapped in. Take one more here. Swap feet, and continue. Now I'm not strapping my feet back in here. When I swap, you can, of course. It still is, just because of the dual, and I've said this before, but because it's a dual rail water rower I'm on, this is a little bit awkward doing single leg rowing. Okay, let's do one more. Now we're gonna put both feet back in into the straps, Ooh, tighten them up, legs straight, and then roll with your back and arms. So swing over your back to pick up that initial weight of the stroke. You get what I mean by the weight? That feeling of the whatever you've got to get moving, moving. So swing your back first, and then pull in your arms. Then out with your arms, and swing forwards again. One more here. Let's roll into the front, arms straight, forwards tilt, and just push out with your legs. Don't worry about force here. What I want you to do is just work on the timing between your foot, or your feet, sorry, pushing into the foot plates, and when you feel your hands connect to the machine. Because ideally you want to push at exactly the same time your hands connect. I'm gonna take one more stroke here as we hit zero. Right, so keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I'll briefly explain one more time what it is we're doing today. Okay then, so what we're doing today is three 10 minute intervals with 45 seconds rest at a low intensity. So that means run about five out of 10 from an effort point of view. It means you're gonna be in zone two from a heart rate point of view, which is 60 to 70% of your maximum. And if you're using a 2K training pace, then you're gonna be around about 2K plus 20, but just do watch if you're rowing at a pace that your heart rate doesn't kind of spike um, over the course of this row. And this is why there's the 45 second rest in between. You don't really need those 45 seconds rest, but what it does is it'll stop your heart rate from drifting kind of out of control almost over a half hour row. And it'll give you a chance to have a drink as well. Because after all, dehydration can be quite a, a big cause of your heart rate going up, okay? So if you want, you can just load in 31 minutes and 30 seconds into your monitor and just row all the way through. But if you're doing heart rate training, please try to keep your heart rate between that 60 and 70%, which is what these 45 seconds are there for. I just completely repeated myself, didn't I? Oh well. Um, so let's get into our main row. So remember, we're doing this around about 20 strokes a minute. You can follow me for stroke rate, just, yeah, for the rhythm and the rate, and it all will be good. Um, yeah, all right, you good for this? You happy? Here we go then. In three, two, one. Let's go. So I'm just gonna start off at round about 2K plus 20 pace. Then I'm gonna see how my heart rate responds to it as I get through this workout. Cause I don't want it to spike. After all, this is the point of this get fit by rowing series 
is that we're really trying to do it based on our own bodies and our heart rates rather than just doing it on pace which some people's bodies react completely differently to these kind of 2k plus or minus training protocols so that's why we're doing it this way because you might be doing this for many different reasons maybe you've had a while away from rowing or fitness and you're using this series to come back to it to fall in love with rowing again but also to give your body a chance to get back to where it once was maybe you're using it alongside a good eating regime you're using this to get fit and lose weight at the same time maybe you're using it I know to get back into some other kind of fitness maybe you just want to do this first and then you're going to spend the summer riding your bike through the hills or something who knows we all have different reasons for being here I'm here because well I'm making these videos for you <laughs> but also because I've been in a bit of a kind of a no man's land for a few months after training hard for high rocks and then kind of picking up a little series of injuries I've been lying low for the past couple of months not really doing anything too serious from a training point of view while various bits of me tried to heal I think my current injury list is both elbows I've got tennis elbow on my left arm and golfer's elbow on my right arm <laughs> my SI joint and my lower back is taking some strain so a bit of lower back pain and then I went to see the physio yesterday about a problem I have in the front of my thigh which as much as I was sure wasn't a hip flexor injury turns out it's a hip flexor injury but the good thing about going to see Alan at Par Physio is that he has given me a whole bunch of stretches and exercises to help recover my hip flexor and has kind of given me the go-ahead to get back into proper training again so there's no excuses and the kind of fallout of the past couple of months being injured is that I've kind of well this sounds a bit dramatic but kind of let myself go I've not been eating as well 
because of the injuries, I've not really been doing any resistance training. And up until this Get Fit by Rowing series, I've kind of been just juggling cardio by just doing little bits here and there rather than actually focusing on it. And the end result of that is that I have gone from 79 kilograms to 82, which is about six and a half pounds I've put on in two months. But muscle has gone down from I think it was 40.2 to 38.2%. And fat has gone up from 14% to, wait for this, 19. <laughs> and to be honest, I could have told you most of that just by looking in the mirror. And so, I kinda, so I mean by I'm on a precipice right now of, if I don't get back into serious training again, I think it's a bit of a downward slope to try and recover to where I want to be. So the quicker I can just get back into a proper routine, the better. <laughs> and really, routine for me is what it all comes down to. I'm a real creature of habit. I mean, the fact that I've had the same dinner on a Friday night, every Friday night for the past 20, two years <laughs> says that so yes ever since Julie and I have lived together unless we're on holiday or going out socializing then we will have spaghetti bolognese for dinner on a Friday night it's like a, it's a nice little ritual signals the end of the week. I think sometimes it helps to have something like that in a relationship. It keeps us together. <laughs> but my brain has always been happiest when I'm in a routine. This is why I'll tend to eat the same thing for lunch most days. I like the routine. I like not having to think about what I'm having that day. And so right now I'm tending to have like a chicken, homemade chicken ramen. Sometimes with noodles, if I'm feeling I need the extra calories, but mostly just chicken, 
miso soup kind of miso paste is it tomatoes and onions and whatever in it and nice and a wee bit of spice in there too and that gives me the protein hit that I need after a training session and I don't really like taking in too many carbs over lunch because I'll fall asleep at my desk after the spike so it does me well and then evening meal is when I'll then have proper energy so I'm kind of predisposed to want routine anyway so basically I just need to rebuild my routine do it for a couple of weeks and then I'll just fall into it it'll be harder to break the routine than it will to stay in it okay four strokes to go and we're done with our first 10 minutes one more oh. Oh, let's see what's my heart rate 140 beats per minute Ooh. which is 66% of my max now we've only got 45 seconds here so don't take too long having a drink Make sure and wiggle your backside. Keep it comfortable in your seat. And we're going in five seconds. Three, two, one. Let's go. So same thing again. And just try and keep that heart rate under control. Remember I said before, if you start to see, if you're doing this as a heart rate based training, and you start to see your heart rate spike, just back off the pace a little bit. Might take like 30 seconds or so for your body to respond from going a little bit easier. So don't worry, but just slow down two or three seconds if you see your heart rate spike. So yeah, so my routine now starts when I wake up because I don't know about you but I tend to wake up and then I'll check my emails for the day and things I might read some news websites or something check my Facebook status <laughs> uh, see if there's been YouTube comments overnight that I can reply to and often I'm just sitting at the little breakfast table in the kitchen with a cup of coffee just flicking through my phone so what I'm now doing 
what I did this morning is come out to here, jump on the bike and spend 10 minutes just what I call a poodle. Just not going too fast, get the cadence up to about 85, 90 and just do about 5k on the bike in 10 minutes. Really nice and gentle. And then just so my upper body doesn't miss out, I then jump on the ski erg and do eight or nine minutes on that. Basically I do a 2k and it just depends how fast I do it in. Nice gentle kind of 35 strokes per minute ski. And then while I'm on the bike, that's when I check my emails and things. So I might as well be making use of that time. Harder to do that on the ski erg though. <laughs> so I could probably read them. But yeah, so that's how I start the day. And then up until, I don't know, February, I was doing the 16-8 fast where I wouldn't eat after 10 o'clock at night and then not again until two in the afternoon. But I was reading something about the importance of protein. I was listening to something, it's Paul Taylor's Mind, Body, Brain podcast, talking about protein synthesis. And especially, I was paying attention to what they were saying about as you get older and the importance of protein once you get into kind of your 50s plus. And as being I'm knocking on the door of 50. Oh, I know, I don't look it. <laughs> well, 48. I'm not bashing the door down yet. Uh, yeah, so makes sense to start considering it. So this is a short way of saying once I've finished my morning routine, on the bike and ski erg, rather than staying fasted as I would have before, I have a protein shake. But then that's it, protein shake, and then nothing else until lunch, which will be after today's row. So I'll do a morning kind of wakener exercise. I'll then have a proper training row. And then in the evening, I'll come back out and do some resistance training, some weights. So it's a lot going on, but as long as I keep track of 
energy expenditure and consumption. Hopefully I'll hit the right balance to start removing some of my excess fat, build back some of my lost muscle, but also just to make sure I'm not in a real energy dump. So when I was in my 30s, I could eat very little, train a lot, and still feel fine in the morning. Whereas now I find if I just miss my calorie intake by a couple hundred calories, so instead of being like three or 400 calories deficit, if I end up at about 600, I really notice the energy slump the next day. But following on from Paul Taylor's podcast, I am trying to make up as many of those calories from protein as I can. Because the big revelation was protein synthesis at the upper end of the age scale, let's say, needs more than when you're young. So I think he said, I can't remember what it was, it was like, they did a test between a 50-year-old and an 18-year-old. Both of them consumed 15 grams protein. The 18-year-old synthesized it. The 50-year-old didn't. The 50-year-old needed 30 grams to be able to synthesize 15. Whereas that extra 15 in the 18-year-old made no difference. They still just synthesized 15. Does that make sense? <laughs> so that's why protein is gonna be as big a part as I can make it. The other thing is, is try as you might to shift the balance. Pretty much everything you eat has some element of carbs to it. So it's not like I'm gonna be at a carb zero diet. I'll still have like pasta at night and stuff anyway. Right, where are we? Closing in on the end of this second interval. It's got a minute to go. And I'll hopefully, <laughs> the last interval, talk less about my diet and protein. <laughs> but, I am gonna make a whole bunch of YouTube shorts, kind of catalog, cataloging what I'm doing. So, because I don't wanna bore you too much by always talking about it during the sessions. So if you're interested, 
check out the YouTube shorts on this channel. Not bit any up yet though, so <laughs> don't go racing towards it. Okay, three, two, one. So another 45 seconds. Enough time for a drink and just to ease the pressure. I think it's raining outside. I can hear it tapping away. Oh. 20 seconds to go until our last interval. Oh. It still does throw me how quiet this water roar is. Okay, five, four, three, two, one, let's go. Into our last interval. I didn't give you a heart rate reading at the end of the last one. Sorry. It's not about me, it's about you. Do try to keep your intensity in the right place. You also don't want to slow down too much. You don't want to be at the point where you're below 60%. I mean, you still get fitness benefits below 60%, but between 60 and 70, you get all the cardio benefits of the low rate training, but there's also added kind of strength, benefits to rowing at a pace that takes you up to that intensity. Especially on the rowing machine, it's really easy to just limp through a stroke, make the machine move, but not really put in loads of effort. And you can see that quite a lot when you go to gyms where people are just kind of rocking back and forth and they're not pushing with the legs to get that intensity in. So remember, that's the point. As you come into the front, straight arms, and then you push the machine away from you with your feet while holding that forwards tilt. And that's where the kind of, I'll say strain, but it's not really strain. It's where the effort comes from. And then you push through the stroke and finish with a solid pull into your chest and that way you're putting the effort in the energy expenditure is up and you'll know because your breathing and heart rate goes up and it's kind of one of the things in the last workout I was talking about how do you how can you tell whether 
this training plan is working or not. And the truth is, it'll work if you start to feel this gets easier. And I'm not talking about easier and so you can row faster. Just that you're a lot more comfortable. Like your arms don't feel like they're fighting against the machine. You get the flow back. And you're able to solidly push and control your drive into the machine. A lot of this does come down to technique. I talk about rhythm and flow quite a lot, especially at 20 strokes a minute. It's a great stroke rate to work on rhythm and flow because you get one second for a powerful drive and then two seconds for a controlled recovery because the powerful drive from the front if you have the forward tilt and straight arms that's when you feel you're hanging off the handle and your hands are bracing against the handle as the power goes into the machine from your feet. So that's why you want a one second powerful drive and then two seconds for the recovery gives you time to think about arms away and then the forward rock and then the knees bending so you've got two seconds to do arms, body, knees you don't have to rush it you can make sure you're in the right position, ready for the next stroke. And what to think about with the arms? It's almost like you're, when you finish, there's a bubble that you're going over the top of, and then that bubble lifts your arms back up again so you go across the top and then your arms float back up to a neutral height again so that's important you don't want to be scraping off your legs and a really low collapsed stroke you want to be up and powerful and letting that bubble raise your arms on the recovery that helps keep your posture up 
it helps keep the handle in the proper drive plane of the stroke. So if you're too high and then you jerk down, you lose power. Same with if you're too low, which in many ways, the water rower can help with that because I can't come in too low with the handle. I can come in a bit low and actually I think the problem with the seat tends to cause a bit of a low return. But it's not like a concept too where you see people really dumping the handle at the front of the stroke. So if you can just think that bubble to go round and then it floats up again. Whoop. And then that helps your posture. But again, like I just said, the water rower, this is the my biggest complaint about this version anyway, is that the seat on this performance version has like a scoop in the middle of it. And even though I've done Austin from Training Tolls trick of turning the seat round, it still wasn't great. However, I now have the Concept 2 seat pad on top of the seat with a couple of sweat bands underneath it to kind of fill in that scoop. And this definitely feels a lot, lot better than when the seat has nothing and is the way round it's intended to be. Plus having the seat pad on does bring back the tailbone protection of the little cutout at the back. Not that it really affected me before, but somebody did comment on my video about flipping the seat, just saying that if you get it wrong, you can get a sore tailbone. The only downside is that this Concept2 seat pad has the two holes cut out of it for sit bones. And I find that really uncomfortable. I'm never happy. Last stroke. I'm like baby bear. I'm not like baby bear, I'm like mother, mummy bear or daddy bear. I'm always complaining about something. Right, so there we go. My heart rate finished at 146, which is 69% of my max. So I managed to stay under the 70%, which for the purposes of today's workout is perfect. Now, remember, don't let your ego take over. A workout like that, keeping it, um, so I'm just sticking in my two minute cooldown. A workout like that, keeping it on the low end of your heart rate, your ego is gonna be saying, you're going too slow. We should really be going faster to get a great workout from this. But remember, you wanna keep that row low intensity so the next row is gonna be up to max intensity again. 
So you've got the energy to be able to do that and you can put everything into that max intensity. If you go too hard on that row and then you can't go hard enough on the max intensity, you've kind of closed the gap and you're getting less value from both ends. Okay, so two minute cool down and do this run about 20 strokes a minute and that warm up pace or so just enough that you can let your body cool down basically. Here we go in three, two, one. Let's go. Right, and all you're doing is just kind of much like how we started up the warm-up. You're just letting your body continue to go through the motions you were just doing, but at a slightly lower intensity to let the muscles cool down, pump the blood through them, get the carbon dioxide out of your muscles, ready to fight another day. Whereas if you just, I mean, fair enough for a, Low intensity workout like today, if you don't do a cool down, it's not the end of the world. But for the high intensity ones, you can end up with muscle soreness the next day. And so by always doing a two minute cool down, you're building the routine. Like remember I said that about my training. Routine, if you can just get into a routine and get used to always doing this, and you're never gonna be like, I can't be bothered today. You know just to tag it on to the end, to factor in an extra two minutes. And then hopefully you've got another five minutes to do some stretching too, which I'm certainly gonna do after Alan at the physio telling me I have to. He's given me a slightly different hip flexor stretch as well which we can do together. Kind of flips how I do it on its head slightly, but it is effective, so. Always learning, always wanting to share what I learn. It's basically my mantra, to be honest, for everything I do. Right, last one here, there we go. So, like I say, stretching next, if you don't have time, Please at least stretch your quads and your hamstrings, possibly your glutes too. Um, or you can join Stretchy John. He'll take you through stretches if you have space on a mat. Or I will take you through stretches if you just have to sit on the machine. So put your feet back in the straps. Keep them loose so you can flick your toes back at them a little bit, change the angle. Put your hands in the air like you just don't care and then tilt forwards. Uh, or fold forwards, I suppose. So used to saying tilt. If you notice, this should give you a stretch in the hamstrings. Okay, if it's not, then just adjust your position. It should really give you a stretch. I'm hoping you've heard me say this enough times that I don't have to say it again. But I was gonna say, if you notice, my socks match my shorts. <laughs> it totally wasn't on purpose as well. Oh, time for me to drink water. It's another thing I have when it comes to routine is that every hour, my watch or my phone plays a sound of pouring water to remind me to have a glass of water. Because my hydration, I'm gonna change the glutes next. So put one leg up on the rail. In fact, let's do the other leg first. One leg up on the rail, other uh, heel comes over into the crook of your knee. Bring that knee across your body, hold it in place and then rotate rounds and you should get good stretch down here in your glutes. Um, yeah, my, I mean, I do drink a lot of fluid during the day, but I think, was it 
if it's 750 times three, it's like two, 2.2 liters um, worth of coffee. It's like I make a, a normal coffee and I've got a 750 ml kind of keep warm cup, um, my LA Raiders cup, um, not LA, it's, it's, it's Vegas Raiders now. That's Vegas Raiders, how old am I? Um, and so I put in a normal size coffee and then oh, I'm just changing legs. What am I doing? <laughs> changing legs for glutes. Um, yeah, and then I top it up with hot water. So it's um, really watered down uh, 750 mils worth of coffee. So don't worry about me in terms of caffeine content. And I have three of these a day. So three cups of coffee, um, all watered down. But it's like 2.2 liters worth of fluid I'm taking in just from this coffee. Um, bear in mind, I used to have like 10 proper cups of coffee a day. So um, <laughs> that's improved a lot. Uh, yeah, I'll have that and then I'll have, I will have like water with lunch and things, but um, just through the day, I don't tend to drink water. Um, so that's why I've got this thing to kind of go off every hour to tell me, oi, drink water. Uh, what we do next? Sorry, I'm too busy talking about oh, hydration. Oh, so that's my lower back playing up there. That's why I almost fell over. Uh, right, so we're gonna do quads next. So rest one hand on your machine if you can. Flick your opposite foot up behind you and then hold it so that the heel is touching your backside. And put in just enough of a pull, enough of a, enough force to create a stretch down here through your um, quads. Again, you're not trying to rip your, your leg off. You're also um, trying to hold on to the upper part of your foot when you do this rather than your toes. Because if you hold on to your toes, you can kind of hyper, you overstretch the tendons from your toes up to your foot. Uh, I'm gonna change legs. <laughs> oh, God, sorry. That was quite an ungainly way to do it, but this um, lower back SI thing is just, just every now and then it clicks out of place. I do something silly and it was actually, um, I don't know if you, if you watched the row of me outside in the garden a couple of sessions ago and in the warm up, um, I was saying, oh, I think the, the machine's lilting to one side. So because I was rowing for four minutes uh, and it, was, it wasn't um, flat, it wasn't straight, uh, that was enough to click my SI joint out of place. And then basically the muscles in my lower back then go completely into spasm to protect it. It's getting better, but <laughs> right. So hip flexors next. So here we go. Same thing that we're always doing. So one knee on the ground, another one in front. But whereas usually I've been saying about coming forwards to stretch it, I'm not doing that anymore. This is thanks to Alan at Par Physio. So you're in this position, squeeze your glute. Okay, so think about squeezing. And actually what that does is it tends to kind of put a little push forwards. But squeeze your backside, your glute, and then have a little lean backwards, just a tiny one, just to kind of, it's almost like I'm just straightening up my upper body now from my usual <laughs> slumpy forwards. But squeeze your glute and have a tiny lean backwards. And you should now really feel that stretch down here. Um, and I do wonder whether this is why, so I put my toes down and do this. Yeah, because you know, I, was, I don't know if again, if you've maybe seen, sometimes I'll say about how if I have my toes down, I don't get the right sensation um, at the stretch of the hip flexor. With my toes like this now, foot flat, um, I do feel a stretch in the hip flexor. So, there we go. But that's not the leg that hurts for me, so. Uh, swap legs, and it's, the, it's my left hip flexor that has the damage in it, so. So same again, uh, and then squeeze that glute and slightly lean back. It's almost like as you, you lean back, 
You can feel everything elongate through that hip flexor. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hold this for kind of 15, 20 seconds, and then I'm just gonna to shift to my foot going down again, just to give it two hits on the same stretch. So make sure and try, and it's hard because you, you can't really contract your glute muscles when you're like this, um, but there we go, I'm just gonna foot down. But thinking about contracting your glute muscle, uh, it causes that stretch to be even better in your hip flexor. It's almost, I know, it's easier to contract it with my toes down like that. It's interesting. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I just realized I was uh, talking a lot about my butt. Nobody wants to know about my butt. Right. So you can see, like, quickly, that's the seat pad. So I've got my row along wrist bands filling in the, the kind of the scoop on the seat. Then my Concept2 seat pad on top of it. And that improves to no end the comfort of the water row seat. Oh. oh, sorry. Right, okay, forearms next. Sorry about that. You're just watching me rub my leg now. Hands in front of your face. Try and keep your shoulders level, John. And then push your hands together, bring them down in front of your body. Um, and then you should get 90 degree angle between your fingers and your forearms. And if you continue to push in here, you'll get a nice stretch into your forearms and possibly your fingers as well. Um, because if you are, the one thing I've not really said in this entire series really is how, what you do with your hands on the handle. Um, and it's a big thing to be honest, is that uh, you find a lot of rowers will like have a death grip on the handle. To be honest, the water rower, because it's an oval handle rather than round, is uh, it's a little easier to, to row in this the way you're meant to, which is with your fingers hooked over it. So you're just, so rather than grabbing, you hook your fingers over with your thumbs lightly underneath. And that way you, you hook and that's how the power gets through there. Whereas if you have a death grip on it, oh, then your fingers get sore and your forearms get sore and everything. So don't do that. Uh, shoulders next, hands straight out in front of your body. Bring it right across, naturally that's where it comes to, which doesn't give me much of a stretch. So I then use my other arm. Oh, my microphone's popping up into my... I've got a little bit of microphone fear right now because the row I did, the last row I did, it was clicking and popping the whole time. Um, managed to, well, I hope I managed to fix it by putting it through, a, through the isotope sound processor and it took away the, most of the clicks away, but I'm a little bit worried it's gonna do the same thing again when I get into the edit suite. In which case, I gotta go shopping for a new microphone. Ooh, right, swap arms. I mean, when you think about it, it has taken, I wouldn't be surprised if you think about the amount of um, jiggle back and forwards this microphone's had. I mean, it's been, where am I? 2013, or 2018. So that's like five years worth of row along workouts I've filmed. Um, which is well, actually, yeah, it's like well over 600 workouts, I think, um, I've filmed. And if you think they all last an average of half an hour, maybe. Um, that's a lot of time to have a little cable just kind of knocking backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. So it's probably, I've got a loose connection there somewhere. That's okay, they're only like 15 pounds for these little microphones, so don't worry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go poor just from buying and buying. And again, thanks to all the lovely people on the, who donate through the Patreon thing. I can use that money for it, so thank you very much once again. Uh, what we do next? Uh, biceps, so hands behind you, so you're a ski jumper. Wee, I'm flying, mom, look at me. But then roll your, or yeah, Rotate, that's the word I was looking for, your thumbs outwards. Um, and that will then lengthen the long head of your bicep, if you have one. My, my long head of the bicep is a lot less long than it used to be. Um, basically, I'm gonna be, to be honest, just to kind of turn, to kind of put a full stop on that, I am gonna be interested to see 
Especially as being, like I say, I'm 48 now. So this is the point where everyone's like, oh, it's all just age now. It's all gonna, oh, it's all downhill from here. You'd be interested to see over the course of the next few months. And I'm looking at this, so it's uh, mid-April right now, or almost end of April right now. And I'm gonna look towards October for all of this. I'm gonna have a little downtime in, in July when we have a summer holiday. But this is how long I'm looking at. I'm not thinking this is gonna be like a, a six week, in fact, hang on, triceps next, hand up in the air, put down your back. Ooh, I've gone in silly hair again. Um, yeah, elbows up in the air, help it back with the other hand. That'll stretch your triceps. Yeah, so I'm not, this isn't a, as much as the, the, this training plan for the get fit by rowing thing, uh, I've aimed to be like a six week training plan um, to help fitness improve. That's not in the, I'm not, that's not in line with my own personal goals of trying to um, get that body fat percentage down again, the muscle percentage up and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. That is where I, what I say, I was about six months I'm giving myself uh, until end of October because that's when my next High Rocks race is. So I'm giving myself a good long-term goal to get to where I want to be. And that way, I'm not putting pressure on myself. Swap arms, your triceps. I can make sure and go with the ebb and flow of how my body feels. I'm not like, oh my God, I've only got six weeks and I've got to try and lose six pounds and, and, and all that stuff. So I can actually, I can work with my own body and not have to panic. Um, if things, if, I mean, things can get in the way, work can get in the way, life can get in the way and just stop a day or two's worth of training. Whereas if you've only got six weeks to do something like this, this in, then if you have to take a down day, that's quite, a, quite a, a big impact in terms of percentage of how long you've got. Got six months, one day unable to train because of work, that's fine. And actually that extra rest day could possibly do a lot of good because I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to overtrain where I don't take enough rest days. Um, as it is, I've got my training plan. I was looking at it, I'm like, hang on, this is six days worth of training a week. Should I be having more than one rest day? Likely, yes. Um, so yeah, so you, you have to be, be sensible about setting your own plans, okay? And don't chase them. So again, it's okay if you're 20 and you don't have life. <laughs> You've only got like university or something um, and you can just, you can get up and just, and your body's on fire in terms of metabolism anyway. But once you get to, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, right, uh, there we go, we're done. So that's the first workout of week two if you're doing four sessions a week or it's just row five, depending on how you're doing it. A nice low intensity workout that will hopefully have burnt a whole bunch of calories. In fact, what does um, my watch says? Again, th so 305 active calories I burnt from that workout, which remember is quite easy to put back into your body just by eating a little bit too much. Um, so do, if you're either looking at weight loss thing, do use something like MyFitnessPal to kind of track your ins and outs. It really will help and it's, often it will really reveal uh, if you're overeating, if your portion sizes are too big or whatever, or if you're snacking. As long as you're honest with your... I mean, if you're just going to go, ah, I know that was 100 grams, but I'm just going to put in 70 grams. Then who are you cheating? Yourself, to be honest. There we go. Right, so the next workout is going to be back to a max intensity. So get ready for uh, the sixth row of this session because it's going to be another toughie. Remember, that's how we do it. We go low, max, low... Uh, mid or hard, whatever you want to call it, tempo. Um, that's how we do these four workouts um, throughout the course of the week, if that's how you do it, all right? So thank you so much. Uh, remember, if you're gonna leave a comment either on social medias or wherever, do use the hashtag getfitwithrowalong just because I'm trying to get that out there. Um, yeah, and say hi, leave a comment because I'd like to hear from you and let me know how you're getting on. Let me know whether you're in a similar position as me where you suddenly just realized, hang on, I've been phoning this in for a while and you can then see the results. Um, it's interesting. I think that's another reason why it's great to video these things is I can see I can see quite clearly that 
there's more to me here than there used to be. Um, and so what I'm hoping is over the course of the next six months that I can kind of look at this video, which is why I'm so nice and bright, so I can tell this is the one where I started. And then I can look at another video in six months' time and hopefully go click and compare and go, great, it worked. Um, and that's kind of all I can hope for. So thank you once again for being part of this and for putting up with my chat. Um, uh, I hope you find this one interesting. I'll start telling jokes in the next one, so don't, don't worry. Um, uh, yeah, and I'll see you in that next one or in one of my other videos. Until then, please roll well and be well. Take care. Bye-bye.